I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Episode 74 of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you with another week of Knicks and NBA talk to get to. Wow, a lot to get to on this week's show. Some housekeeping notes at the beginning. We will get to the free agency situation involving the Knicks, and then we'll expand out broader to the rest of the NBA in the second half of the show. We'll also dive into news and notes around the Knicks and the NBA as a whole. Pretty good amount to get to, even post-draft, obviously. Some players moving around, Knicks again, kind of making some moves, but in the end, not so significant moves, and they might not make any more significant moves that we were kind of hoping for uh, throughout the rest of this free agency and trade period. We'll get to that in a second, but first and foremost, I just want to say thank you guys, first and foremost, for one big reason. We hit a big milestone this, this year, last week, for the year of the podcast. We got over... 100,000 downloads on the podcast network. That's because of you guys. You guys have been listening week in and week out. So we always say, you know, the tens of thousands of you that listen, the the thousands of weekly listeners that we get. Well, now we can say the hundreds of thousands of you that listen week in and week out throughout the year. You guys are awesome. And, and the fact that we've done it during a pandemic um, is unbelievable. The loyalty you guys have shown to the podcast is, 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 is immense. We're in debt to you guys. And again, while you're going through all this crazy stuff, like we're going through here as well, stay safe. And thank you so much for continuing to listen to this podcast and showing its support and reaching out and being involved and, and giving us a number that that's a really humbling number. And we hope to Keep it going. Keep pumping out the content for you guys. Keep the the Knicks and NBA stuff flying in your direction. And this is just another motivation for us to keep giving you guys some good content. So again, thank you guys for that. It means a lot. And uh, again, hopefully you're enjoying your Thanksgiving Day weekend. I have to mention as well, this podcast is being recorded the day before Thanksgiving. Normally I do my recordings late on Thursday, getting it ready for the Friday morning release. Uh, obviously, because it's Thanksgiving, uh, I won't be recording on the Thursday. It's going to be a family day for me. Hopefully, it is for you guys as well. So, I'm getting it done a little earlier than I normally do. That's how I normally do it around the holidays. I try to do it uh, the day before or the day a day or two before the holiday happens. And uh, I, I believe I'm going to have to do that again <laughs> for Christmas Eve and I think for New Year's Eve uh, as well <laughs> this year, I think they both fall on a Thursday. So it's just that kind of, it's just that time of the year, obviously. And uh, of course, by that point, we'll be talking about NBA basketball games being played. But for now, we're talking about what's happening with free agency and with trades. I have to say, I was pumped for about a day or two after 
the draft was over, especially after the show went out. You guys uh, loved the show. It sounded like it was, I was really happy with that. You guys were really excited to talk about what was going on. One of the better shows of the year. So I was excited about that. You guys obviously uh, were excited about what the Knicks did. Um, I have to say, since then, it's been it's it hasn't been great from the Knicks. Uh, that's what we'll start when we as we're really diving in now to the Knicks and NBA content. And, and pardon me, I have to say, it's been a slow burn uh, since since the Knicks draft escapades. Where Again, I thought they did a really nice job. Again, Obi Toppin's a talented guy that you can really, um, that you can really expect big things from, especially on the offensive end of the floor. And obviously with Tom Thibodeau being a defensive-minded coach, feels like a really good fit. Right, and and I feel like that could be a very interesting, uh, a really interesting guy that can come in right away and make a big difference. So I, I love the pick, uh, in the end, and then on top of that, you know, you do get a guard of the future and Emmanuel quickly, who again I, I thought was probably a a late, uh, sorry, an early second round pick that was trending towards an early, uh, sorry, a late first round pick, and that's where the Knicks got him. Some thought it was a reach. Uh, I, I think it could really end up being a big-time selection for the Knicks. Obviously, they traded to get him. They had our uh, My heart was in my mouth for a moment when I thought they were taking the kid from Argentina, but luckily they turned it around. They, they really made it into an, a very uh, successful draft there. And then obviously the, the signing of Miles Powell to an Exhibit 10 contract got a lot of Knicks fans excited. It got me excited for a multitude of reasons, obviously, as I mentioned on the last podcast. So... A lot of good stuff there. there again, let, let's before we dive in too deep here, let's go through what the Knicks roster looks like now. Because there's a few big additions, or few, I should say a few notable additions to the roster. The Knicks signed Jared Harper, former, formerly from Auburn, on a two-way contract. Um, the, the terms of the deal are, are undisclosed. Harper's, Harper's a quick, small guard. Um, he was a two-way player with the Suns last season. I think he played um, maybe three NBA games last year. Let me double-check that. Uh, with Phoenix, yeah, three with the Phoenix Suns. And then he played 33 games as a starter with Northern Arizona in the G League. Had a solid G League campaign. Um, 20.8 points, 5.7 assists, 2.8 rebounds, over 29.8 minutes for Northern Arizona. I take that all with a grain of salt. And the reason I do, uh, for those that are not familiar with the G League, especially those that haven't seen it up close, I've had I've had the opportunity to be uh, on the on, on coverage of multiple NBA G League games over the years. I actually got to see Quinn Cook play in the G League a little bit before he got brought up into the NBA and ended up winning a championship, obviously, uh, with Golden State and now obviously with the Lakers as well so i saw a few you know a few notable guys uh in the g league been been at a few westchester knicks games covering that over the years um on and off not consistently but i've been able to you know when i get a chance uh get a credential and go and and check it out a little bit um for me you know i'm looking at more like guys from college how are they doing trying to make it to the pros but in the process you do see some guys in there and and from my experience again it's limited but i would say this I, i think if I think the numbers are inflamed. You take a lot of shots. You know, you're, you, the stars on the team dominate possession of the ball. You know, the, those guys can put up a lot of points. 
They're trying to show off for the NBA teams. So first of all, you, you, the records you throw out the window right away. But then on top of that, some of these numbers, not just because it's against you know lesser competition, that's a given. But because of the amount of shots they get up, because of the amount of you know defense that's really not being played, you know, lack of defense with certain teams and things like that. You know, twenty point eight points sounds good, but you know that doesn't translate you know anywhere near what he's probably going to give the Knicks in the NBA. And again, it's a two way deal again. So what do we expect from him? I don't know. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult one with him. Listen, I liked him at Auburn a lot. I really did. He was a very solid college player and had a great year in 2019, his final year at Auburn. It's uh, It's worth mentioning. He led them to the final four in his final year as an Auburn Tiger under Bruce Pearl. They got to the final four, almost got to the national championship game. I believe he was the most outstanding player of his region as well, the Midwest region. Um, yeah, the, the Midwest regional on the way to the Final Four, he, he really shined uh, as a junior. And it really allowed him to, you know, have a possibility of making it in the NBA despite his short stature and and some other setbacks as well that he's had throughout his career. So, listen... It's it's a it's an interesting signing. I, I you can't expect too much from it. It's a two way contract, so it, it's really just for depth and to give the 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 team an option if they need it at the guard position. So we'll see. And, and to be fair, not the most notable, but worth worth giving it a mention. The most notable, I think, for me, when when you look at the Knicks roster over the last couple of days. I mean, listen, they signed Alec Burks to a one-year deal. You sign Nerlens Noel to a one-year deal. That's a big one. It's an interesting one. Uh, Noel, another big, by the way. That that one, that's why it's probably, you know, I, I don't know. You know. When you still have Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Now listen, you know, Nerlens Noel has put up some decent numbers over the last couple of seasons. He's been injury-prone in his NBA career. He's only, I think he's only 26 years old. I think that's something that people kind of forget about him because he's been so injury prone throughout his NBA career. Um, And he was picked back in, I think 2013, was it out of Kentucky? One of the, uh, the bridge years of Calipari's time at Kentucky. Noel, I think was the top high school prospect in America, went to Kentucky and they were just terrible. Uh, They just couldn't keep it together with injuries that year and things like that. And they they flopped. They didn't make. I don't think they made the NCAA tournament. And I think they might have lost to Robert Morris that year. That was a really bad year for Coach Cal. But anyway, regardless, um, he's had some good moments in the NBA. He's certainly a good shot blocker. Uh, obviously, great field goal percentage as well. And he played 50 games last year at least. I, I that's what the numbers I've got. I think he played 60 something games, something like that. And none of them were not. Not a ton were starts. I want to say it was like 61 games. And let me double check. Uh, seven starts with OKC a season ago. Again, it's a depth pick, a depth pickup for the Knicks. And again, it's good. You know, again, if you can't get these big names, you just got to keep doing these one-year deals, right? And I think that that's kind of where the Knicks have been have been heading with this yet again. And, and it's showing uh, during this early, you know, early looks at free agency. Uh, Austin Rivers, I thought, was probably the biggest of the signings as far as what, you know, a guy could actually bring to a roster. Um, 
for the Knicks, I, I thought that was probably the most notable signing um, for the Knicks so far in free agency. Again, I, I you got to take it with a grain of salt of what you can expect from Austin Rivers. Um, this is a guy that I, well, I think he's, he's gotta be in his late twenties now, 28 years old, Austin Rivers. And again, the, the biggest thing with him as well is that he, he's, he's an injury prone guy as well. So listen, he can score the basketball. The Knicks do need some scoring. He's been a good role player on some teams he's been on in the past. He can give you a couple of, you know, consistently a good stretch where he can put up 15 to 20 points per game. It's whether or not he can stay healthy, you know, and in limited action last year, it wasn't great if I'm being honest. So it'll be one of those things where, you know, he's going to give you something, but in the end, you know, how much is that going to really help the Knicks this year? Probably not a ton. I I think he probably kind of fits the role that Bobby Portis kind of leaves for the Knicks. It's it's a uh, it's a three year deal according to Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, uh, I believe they actually said initially it was a one year deal, but now it's actually a three year deal. Uh, and he's gonna you know try to be the starting point guard. Uh, Frank Nilakina is certainly gonna be battling for that. And the Knicks uh, after getting rid or should I say releasing. Alfred Payton have re-signed him to a one-year deal, which I think is a solid move uh, for the Knicks as well. Um, Again, these are all expected moves when you don't bring in a superstar where you don't trade for a superstar. So the Knicks are probably going to have a four-horse race uh, for the starting point guard position. Uh, That's kind of where it stands right now. Um, I I think you look at, uh, you look at Alfred Payton. I think you look at Frank Nilakina. And then you see what Austin Rivers can can possibly bring to that race. And then, guy that's just 22 years old, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., what can he add? You know, could Emmanuel quickly turn some heads in that kind of a situation as well? You're not expecting much from Jared Harper. Miles Powell can handle the basketball, but he's got to focus on making the roster. So it, 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 those, are, those are kind of where those guys are at. Obviously, R.J. Barrett's going to have a lot of the ball, but you still need a point guard that's going to be able to run this offense. And again, that's again, despite getting an Emmanuel quickly, who could be a really good future player for the Knicks. And who knows, maybe could make an impact this year in the NBA. The Knicks didn't really get a, a point guard. That's ready right now to take over a franchise. That that's the one thing the Knicks still have yet to check off their box. Despite the draft that they had, they still don't have that guard. And right now with that in place, that's why you've got four guys who are all kind of mediocre players battling for a starting point guard position with the New York Knicks. And I have to say, once again, the Knicks are a bit top heavy in the front court yet again, um, moving into this season as well. So how is that all going to shake out? Um, by the way, they did get rid of Ed Davis in a trade. That trade brought over Jacob Evans, who's a kid that came out of Cincinnati, pretty good defender. Um, and a guy that could maybe provide something as far as shooting on the offensive end of the floor. And they also got Omari Spellman back from the Timberwolves as well. I liked Omari Spellman a lot in college when he was at Villanova. He's kind of bounced up and down between the G League and the NBA. 
He's a good big. He can he can shoot the basketball at a pretty good level when he's going right, but he hasn't been consistent enough yet in the NBA to garner that attention. So that's going to be his challenge this year is whether or not he can be up to the task to, to try to help the Knicks and give them maybe a boost on this roster as well. So again, you and then remember, you've already added Obi Toppin. Quickly is in the mix as well. Can Miles Powell make an impact on this roster as well? Those are all questions that have to be asked. You know, what is Kevin Knox's role going to be this year as well? You know, you bring in Alec Burks, I think, to kind of light a fire under Kevin Knox. I think that's kind of the key for him moving forward. And for me, when you look at the roster right now, and again, there's could, could be other changes, and we'll get to some of those in a bit. Uh, although, again, most of them are kind of fading into the distance at the moment. Um, Iggy Brasdakis's role on this team. I mean, this could be a make-or-break year for Iggy Brasdakis, a guy that was taken in the second round last year that we didn't hear a lot from a season ago with the Knicks. Really... I was disappointed that he didn't get a lot of time with the NBA squad. We didn't see a ton from Iggy. And I'm hoping that we can maybe, you know, again, if these guys can develop, we start seeing more of the younger guys running the show. And, and again, the Knicks are trying to going to try to win games at the start of the season like everybody else. But you're hoping that these guys can be far enough along. Because, again, you can't play young guys for the sake of playing young guys, Right. NBA coaches, even even if you're Tom Thibodeau in your first year, you can't get away with that for for a long period of time. You got these guys have got to be ready. They've got to be ready to go. And and again, Iggy's got to continue to put in the work. And if he develops the way some think he can develop, maybe he can be a part of what the Knicks are doing. So that's all that all remains to be seen. But that's kind of where we are. That's kind of where the Knicks roster looks at the moment. And I have to say, it is underwhelming. I have to say, um, it's still top-heavy in the front court. You can't argue that. But there's some more shooting on this roster. There's some ball handlers on this roster. There's some guys that can make an impact on this roster. Now, again, it's not a playoff team. The Knicks are still going to be a, a pretty bad team, it looks like, during this upcoming season. We'll get into more of, of why that's likely going to happen in a moment. But, again, the the plan was, if you can't get the stars, you get the short-term options, and then you see what they can bring to the table, and then you, maybe you can get some picks for them, maybe get a player like they did with Marcus Morris, or, again, if you're Reggie Bullock, maybe you buy yourself another year or two, trying to help yourself out and help the team out moving forward as they try to build this team through the draft, through the and, and through the hopefully through free agency and, and possibly through trades and build this team from the ground up. The good news is you've got some cornerstones now on this roster. You're adding to that as you did through the draft. Now, what can you do in free agency for now? It's, it's the short-term options. Again, a three-year deal for, for Austin Rivers is not a bad investment. If he gives you what he continues to give, maybe a little bit more because again, in a year or two, if you grab a big star, Austin Rivers is a guy that's been a complimentary player on some pretty good playoff teams. So again, a three-year deal for him, not a bad idea. Again, not, he's not going to be a game changer as far as helping you win a lot more games. No, no question about that. But he's a solid role player to kind of bring on 
and, and, and be a scorer and, and be a facilitator at times on a team. Now, again, the one thing I get worried about with him is he does have a bit of an attitude at times it feels like on the floor. I don't like the way he complains sometimes when he's on the floor. And he's gotten into scuffles over the years when he when he gets a, you know, a little too hot and heavy with the trash talk. Now, it, it, and the reason I'm upset about that, it, it affects his game. It, it, it affects his game in, in, a, in a poor way. So I'm hoping that that's not the Austin Rivers we see with the Knicks because he can be a contributor. So we'll see. You know, we'll have to see what happens. But right now, as it stands, the big story going in to this upcoming season is who's going to be starting at point guard. I mean, that's that's going to be the big story. Can Frank Nilakina finally have a breakout season? You know, can Alfred Payton build on his last season? He's only 26, remember, Alfred Payton. And can he limit his turnovers? Or, you know, will it be a more veteran guy in Austin Rivers who shines and, and kind of becomes a facilitator on the offensive end? And then in this make-or-break year for Dennis Smith Jr., can he show the signs that he showed at times in Dallas and then kind of had it fade away when he was dealing with injuries and then, of course, had a really rough year with off-the-court things as far as deaths in the family and things like that? So that's kind of where we're at with the roster at the moment. It's a, it, I have to say it's disappointing based on what could happen, and we'll get into that in a second, but there's still some things the Knicks have to work with and, and certainly to work on as well take a quick break here because there's still a lot to get to we'll get into some of the free agency stuff some of the trade stuff some of the players that slip through the knicks fingers some of the players that again the knicks could still trade for we'll get to that next on the shock shock knicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Second half of the show, let's dive right in here. And really, again, we've we've kind of gone Knicks here. We're going to expand it a little bit more in a second. But again, we, we want to finish off what we were talking about with the Knicks stuff. As far as, you know, now as we, you know, we kind of gone through the free agency stuff. And we'll, again, we'll expand that to the rest of the league in a second. But the Knicks, again, the, the reports that are starting to come out over the last couple of days about what the Knicks could do with trades, right, and some other additions to the roster it's kind of starting to reveal itself a little bit um apparently the the knicks we'll start here uh the knicks right now um according to sources are starting to fade a little bit on a possible trade for victor oladipo so we'll start there um 
According to sources, Knicks GM Scott Perry, who drafted Oladipo with Orlando, this is from the New York Post, would like to explore that avenue, but Knicks president Leon Rose is less eager. Oladipo has yet to return to a lead form since knee surgery nearly two years ago. And according to sources as well, to the New York Post, Oladipo is not available as he might have been over the summer. He quickly forged a strong relationship with the new Pacers coach, uh, Nate Bajorkran. And despite being in the final year of his contract, apparently Oladipo is fine where he is. So, like we mentioned earlier, the Knicks added Noel, Burks, Rivers, Spellman, Evans, and they re-signed Peyton. The Knicks have $18 million in cap space and need to spend $7 million of it to get to the NBA floor. This is all, again, confirmed by the New York Post. Remember, the Knicks had $40 million in cap space. They were hoping to make a big splash with it. But it looks like it's not going to happen. Let's start with this as far as the bigger picture in the in the free agency stuff. And we'll get to the Russell Westbrook latest in a second. Fred Van Fleet re-signs with the Raptors. The Knicks apparently offered Gordon Hayward a four-year deal to come to the Knicks. Gordon Hayward decided that he wasn't going to sign it and decided to go to the Charlotte Hornets and sign a deal with them instead. And as well, DJ Augustine and Carmelo Anthony did not... Uh, decided not to come to the Knicks as well. So the Knicks had to go in a different direction. Um, by the way, on top of that, uh, the Knicks really made a, a push to try to get Jeremy Grant. Um, but in the end, he signed with the Pistons. So again, you know, again, it's a weak free agency class. I think there's no arguing that. But despite that, the Knicks still didn't get a big name. Um, they could still do that. Obviously, the Victor Oladipo stuff looks less and less likely. There's no denying that. Um, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. However, Russell Westbrook is still out there. Um, here's the latest rumors on Russell Westbrook. Apparently, the Knicks less inclined, quote-unquote, to absorb large contracts is according to SNY's Ian Begley. They're less likely to take on significant salary over multiple years since it would only impact their salary cap flexibility. Begley pointed to the fact that the Knicks didn't match, obviously, the four-year $120 million offer to Gordon Hayward in free agency, which ended up being the deal breaker and him choosing the Hornets over the Knicks. The Knicks are one of the main teams that have been linked to Westbrook, but despite the, the fact that Westbrook wants out of Houston... The Knicks don't look like they're going to be the team that trades for them. And it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, there's other teams, I'm sure, that are out there that are thinking about the Russell, a Russell Westbrook deal. Obviously, Chris Paul has already been traded. And James Harden wants to go to Brooklyn. But again, no one's sure if that's going to happen. So it doesn't look like the Knicks are going to make a big splash uh, the rest of this free agency period. And I don't know if they're going to be doing much in trades uh, throughout the rest of the period as well. So again, it's disappointing, no doubt. Again, there was some momentum it felt like after the draft. The Knicks certainly went after some of these bigger players, these bigger stars, trying to spend that $40 million in cap space. They still have to spend seven more. 
but they're probably not going to, you know, go nuts with it is my guess. Listen, there's some guys that are out there that maybe, you know, could provide something for the Knicks, but for the time being, you know, we're going to have to see what happens and and how it kind of goes down as far as what the Knicks decide to do with that 7 million, if anything, right? I mean, they've got what, what was it? Roughly 18, $20 million to play with, but they have to spend seven of it. We'll see, right? I mean, we'll see what the Knicks decide to do. The good news is there's some young guys that could come in and potentially help the Knicks from the draft and from their uh, undrafted free agent side of things. Obviously the Jared Harper two-way contract, slightly interesting. And then obviously you're hoping that guys on the roster can get better. The Kevin Knoxes of the world, the Mitchell Robinsons of the world, the Iggy Brasdakis of the world. And you're hoping year two of RJ Barrett's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So that's, that's the combination of all of it. So before we wrap things up, I do want to go bigger picture. Some of the notable free agent signings that we saw, again, it's not the best class, but there were some notables. Um, and we'll start kind of towards the, you know, towards the the bottom of the notables bobby portis signs a two-year deal with the bucks myers leonard stays with the heat on a two-year deal um pat Connaughton re-signs with the bucks on a three-year deal worth 16 million dollars um forgot this guy was still in the league robin lopez signed a one-year deal with the whiz kids with the washington wizards which i thought was kind of an interesting one from just a strictly basketball fan side of things. DeMarcus Cousins signed a one-year deal with the Rockets. Um, I, I, I don't know what the Rockets are doing right now. I mean, they, they, they yikes. <laughs> I have no clue what they're doing right now. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein re-signed with the Mavs. I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, by the way, Reggie Jackson is still available. I don't know what the Knicks could potentially do with that. It'd be an interesting one. Again, they have to spend $7 million. He's 30 years old. I, I, maybe the Knicks think about that one. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Again, he was you know, kind of up and down with the Clippers last season. Injuries have been a problem at times with him and his career. Just throwing that one out there. Again, I'm not saying that that's a slam dunk, no pun intended by any means, but could be an interesting one if the Knicks, again, maybe they feel fine with Alfred Payton and Nilakina and... Austin Rivers, and maybe Austin Rivers is that kind of a signing for them, but I wouldn't mind adding a Reggie Jackson, shaking things up a little bit. If you want shooting, Kyle Korver is still out there, although I'm sure he'll try to re-sign if he can with the Bucks. Obviously, Carmelo signed a one-year minimum with the with the Blazers to stay there, so he did not leave. Really interesting one, I thought. Dwight Howard, after winning a championship with the Lakers, signed a deal with the Sixers to kind of back up Joel Embiid. I thought that was an interesting one as well. Mason Plumley got a decent contract with the Pistons, a three-year, $25 million deal. Hassan Whiteside signed with the Kings. I thought that was a bit of an odd one uh, that I don't understand really for either side, <laughs> but we'll see how that one works out. Um, for me as a college basketball fan, good to see Javon Carter sign a new three-year deal with the, with, uh, with the Phoenix Suns. Really good college player with West Virginia. Good for him. Uh, Michael Carter Williams re-signed with the with the Magic, so I guess we won't be hearing from him anytime soon. Um, couple more; these these are more of the notable ones. Avery Bradley signs a two-year deal with the Heat. Now, again, the Lakers won a title 
despite having some injury problems, and Avery Bradley was one of the one of the issues there. Interesting signing for the Miami Heat. I think that actually could be a nice addition to what they're trying to do, going for a championship next season. DJ Augustine, again, another guy the Knicks were looking at, signed with the Bucks on a three-year deal. Um, he's 33 years old, so I think I thought the three-year deal part of that for 21 million, bit of a reach, I thought, but they think he can help. They're they're a win-now team, so again, you you pay for what you try to accomplish if you're a win-now team right away. So interesting one, certainly, no question about that. Um, let's go through a quick few quick others. Rodney Hood resigns with the Blazers. Rajon Rondo signs with the Hawks. That one kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, interesting sign uh, signing for the Hawks. Very interesting. They've got a couple of interesting ones. No question about that. I'm sure you saw the Wesley Matthews deal. That's a relatively older one. Signing with the Lakers. Um, Derek Jones Jr. leaves the Heat. Signs with Portland. Um, Derek Favors rejoins the Utah Jazz. I thought that was an interesting one on a three-year deal after spending time with the Pelicans. Uh, Jay Crowder. This one I thought was odd. Maybe it was the money. Jay Crowder leaves the Miami Heat and signs with the Suns. I, I didn't... That one I didn't get. If Jay Crowder... Jay Crowder just played in an, in an NBA Finals. But again, the money talks and 30 million, 10 years... Sorry, 10 million over three years is a solid deal. Um, the the Raptors signing Aaron Baines, I thought was an interesting one. And the Celtics signing Tristan Thompson. That's a sneaky one that not a lot of people will talk about now, but we might be hearing about that one later on. I, no one has really mentioned that one. That's a very sneaky deal right there for the Boston Celtics. By the way, the Lakers had a sneakier deal of their own, signing Marcus Saul from the, or sorry, signing Marcus Saul, who just left the Raptors to a two-year deal. And by the way, Ibaka, who's only 31, he signed with the Clippers. Interesting, interesting stuff. Marcus Morris mentioned the Knicks got something for him. Marcus Morris just signed a four-year deal with the Clippers, so he's sticking around there for a while. Montrose Harrell, by the way, Leaves the Clippers to go to the Lakers. Very interesting uh, one there. Goran Dragic re-signs with the Heat. Danilo Gallinari goes to the Hawks as well. The Hawks have been wheeling and dealing a little bit. And then, honestly, again, we mentioned Hayward. We mentioned Van Fleet. Brandon Ingram re-signing to a max deal with the with the Pelicans was big news. This, and we'll kind of finish off with this here. Or, or, or we'll finish off the free agency part with this. The The... The Bogdanovich situation was really, really weird. <laughs> this was one of the weirdest parts of the entire free agency period that's happened so far. Again, the biggest name that's still out there is Anthony Davis. Many expect him to re-sign with the Los Angeles Lakers, probably on a max contract, and then we'll see what happens from there. But got to mention this, right? Fred Van Fleet obviously re-signs with with the Raptors, Joe Harris with the Nets. There were some other notable signings, right? And Gordon Hayward, as far as leaving teams, has probably been the biggest, or sorry, not re-signing with a team. That's been probably the biggest uh, move so far of the offseason. However, Bogdan Bogdanovich 
thinking he was going to the Bucks. The Bucks thinking it was a done deal. And then for it to blow up in their face. And then for a, from this, then a couple days later, sign a four-year deal with Atlanta. I mean, what? I, I, it was so weird. That one, I was just like, wait, what? I thought he was going to the Bucks, and then it just completely blew up. Some, I, I think even at one point, I don't know if it was his agent. Someone came out publicly and said, or maybe it was one of the teams. I don't know. We were never going to do that deal. I'm like, wait, but somebody in that deal thought it was agreed upon. So something happened in the middle of that process. Everyone was was applauding the Bucks for the move, and then all of a sudden, it completely turned on its head. And now he's an Atlanta Hawk, and everyone's thinking, "How the hell did that happen?" So so far, if you're looking at the entire free agency period, and again, the next big news is is Anthony Davis probably again most likely re-signing with the world champion Los Angeles Lakers. But that was an odd one with with Bogdanovich. I still kind of don't get how that went down. But to be fair to the Hawks, they've kind of been sneakily grabbing guys here in free agency. They grabbed Rajon Rondo. They grabbed Danilo Gallinari. They signed Chris Dunn, a pretty good point guard, on a two-year deal as well after he finished his contract up with the Bulls. They did lose Jeff Teague to the Celtics. But they've kind of shifted their roster around pretty nicely. And Bogdanovich kind of being the cherry on top. I mean, all that around Trey Young is kind of interesting. I have to say, and again, whether it's, it's probably not going to be next week, but he, probably two or th- probably either two shows from now or three shows from now, kind of before we get deep into December, earlier mid-December, we will have our preview show for, for the upcoming 2020-2021 NBA season. And we'll make our predictions like we did. Last, we'll, re- we'll review the predictions. I think we'll we'll try to review the predictions from last year. And then we'll try to make new predictions for the upcoming season. Uh, I don't think my predictions went over too well uh, a season ago, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's an odd situation. And to be fair, when you're looking at teams, and this is kind of where I'll wrap things up because I do, I do want to... Uh, give you something on this because that's kind of the next step is what these teams are going to look like and again there'll be some news we'll talk about next week and and things like that but the next step is going to be you know looking at predictions and and where these teams could finish in in what's going to be another crazy nba season um with the pandemic obviously still looming over our heads you look at what atlanta is starting to put together right now around trey young And, and listen right they want Trey Young to stick around. I mean, that that's kind of, you know, again, it's the same thing with Donovan Mitchell re-signing and, and you know, a guy in a, with a smaller team, sorry, smaller market team or not, you know, not as big of a franchise as far as whether it's popularity or in prominence as far as history and things of that nature. When you look at what the Hawks are kind of putting together right now with what they've gotten in free agency and what they've kind of been doing over the last year, really. I mean, when you look at what they did last year, and when you look at some of the big names on their roster, again, Trey Young's the focal point. He's oh, he was always going to be the focal point when they drafted him. And then when 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 they've you know when you've seen what he's done, it was he's always going to be the guy, right? 
You've already added Clint Capella. You've added Bogdanovich. You've added Gallinari. Right? You drafted on Yeko, uh, sorry, on Yeka Okongwu as well. You've got Tony Snell, Rajon Rondo. You've already picked up, you already had Trey Young, obviously. But you've also added, you've also added through the draft guys like Cam Reddish and Kevin Herter as well. John Collins on this roster as well. DeAndre Hunter, a draft pick out of Virginia. Brandon Goodwin. Skyler Mays out of LSU. It's an interesting roster. It really is. Again, I don't know if it's a playoff team. I'd have to really like look at other teams in the league, right? And what they could possibly do themselves. But but when I look at the roster, again, it's it, it, I'd argue, again, I would argue this. It's very wing and big heavy. Besides Trey Young, not a lot of guard play here of note. Again, Rondo is obviously an option there. They tried to address that. Cam Reddish is kind of is kind of a forward guard combo. I would argue he can handle the basketball. But there's a lot of wings and a lot of bigs on this roster. Now, and certainly adding Bogdanovich helps that as well, by the way. I have to mention that. And to be fair, DeAndre Hunter is more of a tweener as well, but true guards, you've kind of only got three on this roster of note. And Tony Snell, again, more of a defensive guard. But it's interesting. Again, I kind of like it. I kind of like what they're trying to do. Again, to be fair on the Gallinari thing, right? And this is kind of where I'll wrap things up this week. Gallinari is getting up there a little bit. Knicks fans know him well. He's getting up there a little bit, but also injury prone. And by some of the reports I've read, is likely a backup on this team. So they paid a lot of money for a guy that's probably going to be more of a depth piece on this roster. But if you want to be a playoff team, you need guys like that. Those could be the guys that help get you to the playoffs. And and frankly, that's going to be the goal of these signings that the Hawks have brought in over the last year or so now. You know, the fact that they've splashed the cash in free agency to a certain extent, getting Rondo, getting Bogdanovich, getting Danilo Gallinari, the Hawks organization is sending a message that we think we've got a team next season that will be going to the NBA playoffs. And frankly, they've got to be sending that message to Trey Young. Trey Young cannot be going too many more years without making the playoffs. Because then you start to look around. Then you start to look and see where else you can possibly go. But again, to be fair, some guys are loyal. But, you know, some of those guys like Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, those guys make the playoffs year in and year out. And they get a chance to possibly make a run and get a puncher's chance at winning a championship. You don't get away with that if you don't make the playoffs. Not in today's NBA. Guys don't stick around if you don't make the playoffs. So, Trey Young, who's emerging as a great star in this league, a young star, they need to start getting, you know, he's got to be playing in the playoffs, you know? Remember, they traded Trey Young 
sorry, they traded to get Trey Young for Luka Doncic. And Luka, you saw what Luka did last postseason in the bubble. The Hawks are hoping that that's going to be Trey Young next year. That's the plan. Whether it's the the eight seed, the seven seed, whatever, doesn't matter. They are hoping that when we get to to playoff time, that yeah, they'll be talking about Luca, but they're going to be talking about Trey Young too in the playoffs. That's the goal, and that's what, obviously that's where the Knicks are striving to get to. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast. Again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Getting us to this 100 grand milestone is frankly amazing. We've been doing the podcast now for, for boy, I'm trying to think now, about a year and a half. We're getting towards a year and a half, actually. Just under a year and a half. I think when we get to January, it's going to be roughly a year and a half since we've been doing this podcast. And the fact that we're already hitting those grand total numbers is awesome. So that goes to you guys. Again, a huge credit to you guys for sticking with the podcast again as always let us know what you think about the knicks what they're doing moving forward as we get closer to the nba season and let us know what you think about the other nba moves that other teams are making as well guys hopefully you're staying safe out there have a great thanksgiving hopefully you and your family can enjoy it as best as you can during this tough time have a great thanksgiving day have a great thanksgiving day weekend and i will see you guys next time on the shock shock knicks podcast on the posting and toasting Podcast Network.